Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's brand new Flyers Daily for Sunday, the 11th of December, 2022. A couple weeks till Christmas. We're getting into that window now, the tight window. And the Flyers will be back in action today in Arizona to take on the Coyotes as this road trip continues. Game number two of a four-game trip. Of course, they opened it up on Friday against the Vegas Golden Knights, losing 2-1 to one in overtime uh, in Arizona today, Tuesday in Colorado. Then they'll work their way back east for Thursday against the New Jersey Devils. And Arizona, first uh, matchup against Arizona this season. Uh, when you look at where they are in the NHL, they're in a very familiar territory. Look, I, when your team is not in a great position, it's not often that you can throw some barbs around at other teams. But Arizona, 28th in the NHL in points percentage at .400. Now, the Flyers, not much better. Flyers right now, 27th in the NHL at .429. The Coyotes' record on the season, 25 Games played, 8-13-4, 20 points on the season. Flyers, uh, 28 games played, 9-13-6, and and 24 points. And when you look inside the numbers of the Arizona Coyotes, well, let's see where they rank in the following categories. Goals for, huge issue for the Flyers, obviously, 2.36 goals per game, 32nd in the NHL. Arizona, 28th in the NHL, 2.68 goals per game. 3.60 goals allowed per game for the Arizona Coyotes, which has them uh, right near the top of the NHL. Sixth most goals per game in the NHL for Arizona. Where do the Flyers rank? Right in the middle of the pack. 14th in the NHL, 3.21 goals per game. And Arizona, a team that tells you how, how goofy this NHL is. And it's always been goofy, so it's nothing new. But Arizona right now, two points up on the 8th seeded or 8th place Chicago Blackhawks in the Central Division of the Western Conference. And Arizona's played one more game. So they've got 20 points. Chicago's got uh, 18 points on the season. And when you look at the Coyotes and you look at some of the wins that they have this season, you you see teams that are at the bottom of the standings. And like I said, you know, Arizona's got a .400 win percentage this year in the NHL. Yet they've beaten Carolina. They've beaten the New York Islanders. They've beaten the Buffalo Sabres. They've beaten the Florida Panthers. They beat also Toronto earlier this season. And in their last game, they beat the best team in the league, the Boston Bruins. Like, how bananas is that? You've beaten, I I would say, of their wins, pretty much all of them are against very quality opponents. The only win that you would probably look at and say not really a quality opponent would be Columbus. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing for the Washington Capitals. They beat Washington earlier this season on November 5th, 3-2. to But to have beaten Boston, 4-3, to that was in Arizona, beaten Carolina on the road, the Islanders in Buffalo and Washington all on the road, beat Florida at home, they beat Columbus on the road, they also beat... Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's it's kind of bananas, but that's the way it is. That 4-3 win uh, was also on Friday when the Flyers played in Vegas. Now, Arizona was obviously at home. Uh, but when you look at that game, they got outshot in the game 46-16. to And, you know, you look at it and you go, Karel, uh, Karel Vimelka, 
was unbelievable in the same four in the game. Forty three saves at nine thirty five save percentage. He has that ability in a high volume game to really put up some uh, outstanding performances with a team that just doesn't generate much. When you get outshot that significantly, it's it's pretty profound. Uh, but Flyers taking on Arizona, they will see a former teammate, at least a former teammate for some of the guys, and that would be Shane Gossesbear, who's having another good statistical season. In 25 games, you look at Shane Gossesbear, six goals, 14 assists, and 20 points. He's a minus seven on the season. He is playing 21 minutes and 35 seconds of average ice time per game. Last year, in 82 games, had 51 points, was a minus 23, and also averaged uh, 22 minutes and 11 seconds last year. I mean, Ghost is a guy that obviously, obviously can put up points. He's done that throughout his NHL career. My issue with the player isn't necessarily his offensive game, because I think he does have some very good offensive instincts. But the total package of player for me, and I caught a lot of, a lot of criticism for this opinion, was that he was a net negative player because his ability to defend was not nearly as pronounced as as good as his offensive game was. In other words, he couldn't outscore the mistakes that he would make. And in Arizona, like I said, he's put up really good numbers on a team that has not done a whole heck of a lot. I mean, he's second in points on this Arizona team, just three points back of Clayton Keller, who's got 23 points on the season. So we never doubt Ghost's offensive abilities. It's the total package of a player. And I think he's in the last year of his deal finally, too. So we'll see if he's a deadline trade acquisition uh, for Arizona. From what I understand, he really likes it out there and has found the, it to be a good place to play and live. So um, good on him for that. I know he does some good work with the SPCA here in Philadelphia, and I'm assuming he's doing the same out there. So uh, we'll see Shane Gossespair today for the Arizona Cody's. I, I think for me, I would have a hard time playing hockey out there because of the weather. It just never feels really like hockey weather. And I guess for me, that's kind of important. But going back to uh, Vimelka and the goaltender, I, I, first of all, I think we'll see Felix Sandstrom today. Um, play for Carter Hart but in a game where you know the Arizona goes out and they play against the best team in the NHL in the Boston Bruins they get that win four to three Vimelka is unbelievable 46-16 of the shots it brings me right to goaltending and the thing I want to mention in this episode today is this we've talked a lot on this podcast John Tortorella has talked a lot about about it Chuck Fletcher's talked about it, Danny Briere, the coaching staff, us as fans, media, have all talked about the big thing that this season is about, that it's about finding out who's who, who's part of the, you know, the, the, the group going forward and who's not. And I think we're finding out some of the answers. Now, there's still a lot of time and a lot of games left to find out a lot more answers and a lot more definitive answers. And, you know, the Flyers have played 28 games. We're not even at the midway point of the season. We're just past the first quarter of the schedule. But we are starting to get some returns, if you will, and finding out who's who, who's what with this coaching staff. Some players, I think, got off to a slower start, like Travis Sanheim, who's really, his game is starting to come along now very nicely. 
I think we're seeing some players like uh, Rasmus Ristolainen moved into a top-pairing role, which, which again, I don't think is ideal, but start to find some footing. And one thing, Travis Konecny is another guy that I think has just hit the ground running and had really adapted well to this coaching staff. But one thing I think that we can pretty much all agree on at this point and pretty much that we all know the who is who or who is what, it's when it comes to the goaltending, and that's Carter Hart. Now, look, there's going to be rough patches for him even in the remainder of this season. You know, he's playing behind a team that doesn't score. That's very, very difficult. I mean, they're the lowest scoring team in the NHL. They're they're below the Chicago Blackhawks. They only score 2.36 goals per game. That's a really tough pressure to put on a goaltender that your team doesn't even average two and a half goals a game. There's so little margin for error. But I think the game against Vegas really solidified. You know, I'm a believer in Carter. And you know that I'm a guy that, you know, really believes in his preparation, his on and off the ice preparation, and have been so impressed with his mental game and the jumps that it has made. I thought when he came into the league for a really young player, his mental game was way ahead of its time. And then it was just going to be a question of what was the ascension of his medical, his mental game? Was it going to keep rising on a steep incline? Was he going to get to the NHL and kind of have it plateau but not be able to take it to the next level? Because the mental game for a goalie is a ton. And while I think like his first couple years it was a nice climb, it maybe hit a little bit of a stall in the 2021 season with the pandemic and then the following year last season, 21-22. But this year, I think it's taken a really big jump. And I think, I don't know what it is exactly. I'm going to have to get him on and I'm going to ask him about it. What's been different in his meta, in his mental approach? Not only in the way he prepared for the season, but how he prepares for games, day before game, night before game, which is really important for a goalie, the night before a game, and then the day of the game, off the ice. And then how his preparation mentally changes in-game when he lets in a goal that he doesn't like, like that first goal against Vegas. Because we've seen on a number of occasions this year, he'll let in a goal that is not, not an unstoppable goal, and one that if you asked him with some true serum, he would feel like he needs to stop. Now, there's some quirky ones, like the one off the end boards that kind of climbs his skate and ends up going in behind him. Those things happen. And even even the Jack Hughes one, the third goal that New Jersey scored, it's almost like, what do I got to do? The guy hits it off my head, you know? Sometimes even the goalie stick taps to the guy. He executed it well. But no matter what kind of goal he's given up, his ability to rebound, compartmentalize it, put it in the rearview mirror, and move forward in the game and continue to dominate it is really the biggest jump that I've seen this year. And the biggest single element of this Flyers team that makes me say, that guy's the guy. That's my goalie going forward. I didn't have any much of a doubt on that going into this season. And to me, I look at him and I go, part of the solution cornerstone of this team moving forward is there any other guys I can say that about right now can I say that about Travis Sanheim can I say that about Travis Konechny who I just alluded to 
are have had pretty good seasons. Like Connecting right from the jump, Sanheim coming around. Kevin Hayes is a point-per-game player. Can I say that about any other player on the team that I go, cornerstone of the team going forward? Nope, I can't. But I can say it about him. And this isn't just me being the goalie honk and the guy that loves goaltending and maybe overvalues it or whatever. I look at Carter Hart and I go, again, we talked about this the other day. There's nobody untouchable on the team. Not, no such thing. But, I, but he's a guy I'm obviously not looking to trade. And he's also the guy that when I line up my entire team on the goal line at a practice, and, I, and I'm the coaching staff, and I'm looking down my goal line back and forth, and I'm going, all right, this guy's here, that guy's there, Lucas Sedlak, I've got Justin Braun, I got Kevin Hayes, I got Scott Lawton, I got this guy, I got that guy. Who do I know is part of the solution, both for the immediate, near future, and long-term future? 79, can you step out, please? Carter Hart's that guy. I believe that. And it's a combination of the skill set that he possesses, but also the mental game that has grown leaps and bounds. That's why I say he's a guy that at this point, 28 games into this season, not even at the midway point, I know that now. Definitively. I don't care, by the way, too, if he goes out and does not have a good remainder of the season. I know what he can do when it matters. Performing in hockey when it doesn't matter, performing in any team sport when it doesn't matter, it's like, oh, okay, that's all well and good, but you got to do it when it matters. The beginning of a season, it matters a ton because everybody's in it at that point. And at the end of a season, when you are in it, that matters a ton. But the end of a season when you're just playing out the string, yeah, it's good to finish with good numbers and it's good to play well. It's better than not playing well. But it doesn't mean as much. It just doesn't. How did the player perform when the games that were played in that season meant the most? That's what you have to look at. And I look at the beginning of this season with no run support, a team that averages 2.36 goals per game, doesn't score a lot, knowing you can't give up a lot because your team will have no chance if you do. He's been excellent. To me, he can step off the goal line and go, you are part of my future, long-term future. I know that now. What else I know is the Flyers take on Arizona today. In Arizona, at the university. We'll break it down tomorrow. Plus, Bill Meltzer and much more on a Monday edition of Flyers Daily. Enjoy your hockey tonight, everybody. Everybody.